This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on October 29, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Gospel written for this day of celebration is written in the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, beginning at the 31st verse. In my word, you will know the truth. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? And Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who by his works and his word sets us free. Please be seated. Reformation, a great celebration. And shouldn't we Lutherans be so proud? Our hero Martin Luther. No, we're celebrating not the works of Martin Luther, and certainly not the, the wars and uh, fights over doctrines that happened around that time. We celebrate the fact that God's word was made clearer, made clearer that we might be made free, that we see Jesus more clearly, and may we do so today as he's introduced himself to Jasper and given him all his gifts exchanged Jasper's sin as he exchanged our sin for his righteousness. Today we celebrate the 1517 beginning of the Protestant Reformation. And one could argue that God's word and the activity of the Holy Spirit has always raised disquiet in the hearts of Christians whenever the practices and teaching of the church has been contrary to the clear teaching of Scripture which sets us free. Augustinian monk Martin Luther, gifted theologian, biblical scholar, sought reform from the practice of the Catholic Church, a church which he loved and which had ordained him as a priest and conferred upon him theological honors. He hoped to begin some local discussion over 95 theses, discussion points, which he nailed to the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany. However, these Points were published and made available widely and soon reaching the notice of Rome, exciting many people in the process. A challenge to Rome. Luther in no way wanted to form a breakaway church. He wanted to bring some reform to the Catholic Church, bringing it back to the truth and freedoms of the gospel of grace, which says we are saved by grace, not by works. And Martin Luther's 95 Theses contain two central beliefs. Firstly, that the Bible is the central religious authority. 
and we hold to that true today. When your ministers are ordained, they make allegiance to the Word of God and the confessions, and so far as they can say, are through a, a, a true record and summary of Scripture. So your pastors don't dedicate themselves to the confessions, but to the Word, the Word that sets us free. The second part of, the, of his uh, second major point of his thesis were that humans are saved, may, that humans may reach salvation only by their faith and not by their works. Now, the Roman Catholic Church demanded that Luther be kept quiet and recant his opinions and beliefs. And when he refused appealing to the word and his Christian conscience, he was excommunicated from that church he loved. They declared him heretic. The Holy Roman Emperor gave permission to have Luther killed. But whilst in hiding, protected by some German princes, sympathetic to his cause, Luther spent the next 10 years working on a German translation of the Bible. A wonderful gift to the church and a gift to those who could translate German into English very easily. He was a gifted scholar of, of Old Testament and New Testament languages. And so this was a wonderful gift for the church. And it came about because he was being persecuted. I wonder that whether we also notice in our own midst that sometimes the gifts that God brings his church come when the church is in the midst of persecution. It wasn't until 12 years after Luther posted his 95 Theses that the term Protestant was first used. The term came to describe anyone who opposed the Catholic Church and protested for their rights to worship as Scripture directed them. This included those living outside of Germany. Now, Luther died in 1546, but his writings lived on to form the foundation of the Protestant Reformation. And some people that influenced the Protestant Reformation included Martin Luther, John Wycliffe, William Tyndale, and John Huss, and those who worked alongside them. Like Philip Melanchthon worked further on what Luther had started. Remarkably, over time, the Catholic Church experienced a counter-reformation and a Catholic Reformation in many areas of its practice. And teaching, but it still rejected salvation by grace without works of salvation by grace. Sorry, it, it rejected salvation by grace without works for its teaching of salvation by grace and works of faith. And this was not simply done as a strategy to win back territory from the Protestants, but I believe it was a work of God who continues to work, reform his church from within and his work which continues today, including interchurch dialogue, which was one of Pope John Paul VI Vatican II outcomes, which renewed positive interaction between Catholics and Protestants. Today, Protestants make up several different denominations, including Presbyterian, Episcopal, Lutheran, Baptist, Anglican, Methodist, and Wesleyans. Uniting Church. Protestant churches throughout the world hold special Reformation Day services which don't celebrate Luther as much as God's hand in continually forming and reforming his church 
through his word, the word that sets us free. It is God's action and the word by his spirit-filled word that his people, in his people, which keeps the church true to scripture and the clear proclamation of the gospel, which is good news for sinners. And so it is good that we celebrate Reformation today. Protestants have been celebrating Reformation days for hundreds of years. It always falls on October the 31st, and of course that um, gives us a challenge to decide when we're going to celebrate All Saints Day, which we're going to celebrate next Sunday. And that October 31st, of course, was when Martin Luther posted the 95 Theses in 1517. But within this celebration, there's also a somber remembrance for us today. Not only of the many good things that came out of the Reformation, but many of the sad things that occurred. Many people died in religious wars, fought across Europe, when the Roman Catholic Church resisted change. And that many churches were destroyed and artworks defaced out of unrestrained Protestant enthusiasm. Yes, on our side, much damage was done. I'm proud to be a Lutheran. And I recognise that the reforming process of the truth of God's work continues in my heart and my mind today, also in the congregations and churches worldwide, as God's Spirit continues to call, teach, free, discipline and direct us through his word. Our Lord Jesus Christ desires that our proclamations and actions be kept true and aligned to his word. This is God's desire and blessing for us and the church throughout the ages. As he reminds us today in his scripture, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. We encourage each of you Christians to daily draw on the word of God, what you know in your heart and on your mind and what you can read for yourself because it is printed in your own language. What a gift. We as a congregation encourage the dwelling in the word and you could do that through a Facebook page even. Have some discussion on the, the upcoming readings for next Sunday. And God will continue to keep you in his grace and to reveal himself when you continue in his word. We could do so also in the Lutheran Confessions, the Book of Concord. They're a short summary of scripture, but they stand under the authority of scripture and the means of grace. They are not over and above scripture. We can be kept true to Scripture with clear confessions. Without them, we're in, always in danger of adding to Scripture, putting up barriers for some people, or misconstruing what is written there. The danger is that we can pollute the pure gospel with human demands and fantasies rather than placing ourselves upon God's mercy. That's why it's always good to read the scriptures in the presence of other Christians. You're always in the presence of God and the Spirit who will speak to your heart and mind. 
but also discuss those words. Have I got it right? Can you please explain this to me? Just like the Ethiopian did um, to Philip. The Apostle Philip spoke to the Ethiopian eunuch, and of course that discussion led to perhaps um, faith in Ethiopia and the one that this man had met. We walk and live by baptism into faith, and that's what the great treasure of Scripture is. It keeps on pointing us to Christ, not our works. Yes, Reformation Sunday is a day to be proud and thankful for, but nothing greater than the resurrection day of our Lord and the gift that he brings us in the sacraments, which we celebrate every Sunday. And how wonderful it is that we've celebrated the sacrament of holy baptism for Jasper today, reminding us of what God has done for us freely. He indeed sets us free by his blessing, by his works. As I think of the Reformation, I think it's also appropriate that we repent of the division that sometimes lies between us and between us and other congregations and churches. But to celebrate God who unites us and promises to protect and maintain his church until he returns again in victory. The Reformation was not a completed uh, plan of what God has intended for the church. It was a, perhaps a, it was a reform. God continues to draw us to the holy temple that he's creating, the living stones between all people of faith who believe in him as Lord. And this is what God is continuing to reform us to. The heritage of the Reformation is not only its music and its writings, and of course many of them are very clear expressions of faith in what God has done, and so we celebrate them. The real heritage of the Reformation is its call to stand in the safe place that God has provided. It's not a weapon to separate us from other Christians. It's a path of study of God's word and placing ourselves under its authority, the God who is with us and for us. And we celebrate it where it is clear and not singularly presented in any one text, nor fenced in or distorted by human actions. False freedoms only lead to enslavement and death. But if the Son makes you free, you, you, my blessed people, are free indeed. We proclaim the grace, that grace comes to us through the death and resurrection of Christ, God's own Son, alone. It is through God-given faith and obedience to him that we have eternal life. There is no other way. Jesus Christ alone is a sufficient and worthy sacrifice. First fruits and the dawn of the new creation that God desires for all people. I have far more than reformation on my mind. In the proclamation of the gospel, the Holy Spirit has sought and found me, transformed and reformed my mind, body and soul. By his grace, by his word and sacraments, He has cleansed me and made me his own. And that's what I celebrate every day of my life as I walk in my baptism, the grace of God given to me.
And may God keep us all in the truth of his word and the grace of our baptism into Christ now and always. For if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Amen.